0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, December 28th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Liberty Bowl game day has arrived for Kansas, a mere 14 years after the Jayhawks' previous bowl experience. Of course, KU is taking on Arkansas in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. On today's show, KU beat writer Shreya Slada and I discuss the game and the unusual bowl experience for the teams and fans caused by the frigid weather. We also discuss the topics that often surround a bowl game these days like the opt-outs and the transfer portal. After a break you'll hear from head coaches Lance Leipold from Kansas and Arkansas's Sam Pittman. Okay, let's get started. Treyas is with us and you know he's in a bowl game which means Warm temperatures, palm trees, nice soft breezes, probably walk on the beach. Um, it's all of that and more, isn't it, Shreyas?
1: I I, I wish. Uh, there was yeah. nothing more than I was hoping for a warmer temperature. But I mean, to be honest with you, the 32 degrees in Memphis, Tennessee, is probably bliss compared to the negative five that I was experienced in Lawrence, Kansas. So I've been happy about that. I can't lie. Um, I never thought I'd be happy about single-digit uh, temperatures, um, but it's, it's been great. It's been an interesting experience. A lot, lot's been going on, and uh, I can't believe we're roughly 24 hours removed from the bowl game.
0: Yeah, how about that? Uh, Kansas playing Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl, fantastic. Uh, a season that really nobody outside of the Kansas locker room could have seen coming. You know, it's two teams with six and six records. But, um, uh, but 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 uh, maybe maybe a different feeling on each side about this game. Oh, we'll get into that in a minute. Before we do talk about the game, I did want to talk about the the circumstances of of Memphis um, and and the the problems that the city experienced uh, on Christmas. I think most a lot of it happened on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and how that's affecting maybe the bowl scene there. Um, we were hearing about you know hotels not being able to take customers and and messages to fans. Just bring us up to date. We're recording this about 24 hours before the 4:30 p.m. kickoff, but um, on, on 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 Wednesday. So just give us the latest on what what what's the situation going to be for the fans And this, the the bowl game itself had to put out a statement that they were going to continue. The game was going on. That's how, um, you know, that's how, you know, that's where it stands.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been an interesting situation. Uh, I arrived on Christmas and I'm very happy. I did looking back on it because my hotel is not letting any guests come back in. Like they are telling us to have our own water for brushing and for consumption um, A lot of hotels uh, – I did a story on this yesterday. A lot of hotels have just stopped letting in guests. One of the get hotels, like the Holiday Inn, was like, yeah, we're letting guests in, but we don't have heat or uh, you know, running water. And I'm like, how are you supposed to have guests stay if you don't have those two things? And um, there's been a couple, like the double tree that I'm at right now where they've been hosting a lot of media stuff. They've been taking in people, but they've kind of told them, hey, um, if you guys come in and you have issues, the liability is not on us. Uh, you know the liabilities on you, and we're telling you guys to bring in water and stuff like that. Um, a lot of places have just been giving bottled water, like at restaurants and stuff like that. Um, I know a lot of fans have complained about their hotel reservations, like canceling when they show up, which has been unfortunate. Um, and a lot of places are just unable to kind of process the amount of people that are taking coming up for the bowl game from Kansas and Arkansas. Um, so it's it's led to an interesting situation where like. You know, People are worried if there's even running water in the stadium. I don't know how that's going to be affected per se, but it seems to be good from what I've read. Uh, stadium-wise, it's just been based on the fact that they need water bo- bottles for everything right now. Um, and a lot of places are kind of just, you know, there's a boil advisory that they put out. So basically customers uh, of the Memphis Light Gas Water Company, which is most of this area of downtown Memphis, have been told not to drink water unless they've boiled it for three minutes. And uh, everything non-essential uh, water wise has been told to cut down, like, you know, limit washing your clothes, limit doing your dishes. Uh, so it's definitely put a different feel around a bowl game that I think a lot of people are super excited about.
0: Yeah, you, you deserve some palm trees here. This is, uh, this is, not, <laughs> this is not the usual bowl experience uh, for, for anybody, for fans, media, teams, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember my my first bowl game covering Kansas was in Honolulu. So Oh um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was a nice bowl experience. In fact, because the Kansas mm-hmm. basketball team was also playing out there a week later, it was a two-week excursion. Oh wow, that's was nice. That's that was, nice. Yes. So I, my my experience just a, a little bit different. Uh so uh, listen, uh I, it's, I heard that the Expected expected attendance was supposed to be around forty to forty five thousand. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, on game day if that many people are there or show up or just what the what the fan limitation might end up being. But let's go back to the idea of uh, of wanting to be there and excited to be there. Kansas absolutely as excited as any team could be going to a bowl game, having not been to one for fourteen years. And uh, you know, playing their way into bowl eligibility. Now they now the Jayhawks didn't win many games down the stretch, right? They they lost six mm-hmm. and seven. That one win, the win over Oklahoma State, got them bowl eligible. And uh, and, and here the Jayhawks are. Arkansas, on the other hand, um, you know, got to, had had a nice start to the season, got to number ten in the polls, mm-hmm. and then played its way out of the polls. Yeah. Had a nice win over yeah. Ole Miss at the end of the year, but uh, mm-hmm. then lost to Missouri in the final game of the of the regular season. So is is there? a – I know it's it's first bowl game you covered, but do you get a sense of that? That one team really wants to be there, and the other one maybe just uh, you know a, a little disappointed with its with its season.
1: I think it's interesting because obviously you get the the feel from the Kansas team. There's a a feel that. A lot of them expect to win this game. There's a, a story I wrote when I came in is like, you know, this is step one for Kansas' great plans they have in store for the next couple of years. They want to win the Big 12 championship. They want to be in the college football playoffs. This is just step one. They've come in excited, but I think they're very kind of like, you know, when they walked in, they were very serious. They are kind of stern with their face. It was an interesting kind of dynamic. They weren't looking around. I didn't expect it for a team that hasn't been at a bowl game in 14 years. You know, I didn't expect to kind of see something like that. Um, On the other hand, talk to some Arkansas players. I think a lot of them see this bowl as a chance to kind of salvage a season that's been a tough ride. Um, They've had a lot of injuries. They've kind of dealt with a lot of things that have gone on with the team. Um, They had 23 guys enter the transfer portal reportedly, a couple of guys sitting out for the NFL. This is a chance for a lot of the players who don't play a lot to get playing time to showcase how good they are um the spirits of the team i think have kind of heightened uh coach pitton talk about it uh today when somebody asked do you think kansas is motivated he got serious real quick and he's been you know kind of joking all the time he was like i, mean, I think we're plenty motivated kansas is an exciting team like, i get why they're excited i'm excited and happy for that but i think you know two both teams can be excited and i think he's right you know both teams can be excited Obviously from the outside looking in, I think Kansas is a little more motivated. You know, there's a lot of talk of them playing an SEC opponent. I've got a lot of different players telling me, oh yeah, the SEC, it just means more, you know, I, I love playing a coffers like that and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's an internal, like Kansas wants to prove that they belong on the national stage versus Arkansas is using this as kind of a, a salvation point for their season. That's kind of been up and down.
0: The other thing I, I, Think about uh, what I consider Arkansas is. They have at one point they led uh, the NCAA in players in the transfer portal, and yeah, they yeah. have they have a ton. And so, and they also have others who are sitting out the game uh, as as a lot of you know NFL draft hopefuls do mm-hmm. um, sit out the game to not to, basically not to get injured. Uh-huh. So Arkansas, many many more of those players than Kansas does but from from this aspect I you know at least what you've got in Arkansas are players who um at least a lot who are going to play really want to play because it's their first big opportunity so I think mm-hmm. from, you know that does favor the, the, the Razorbacks and it'll test their depth of course Arkansas is a program I absolutely. think absolutely that you know should have good depth um and and so but let's talk about the aspect of of the transfer portal and players who won't be there we'll we'll start with arkansas uh the quarterback is playing right um kj jefferson uh, a really nice quarterback dual threat guy 22 touchdown passes seven rushing Mm -hmm. touchdowns he's a darn fine player um what what How is Kansas going to defend him? What What is Lance Leipold and Claire saying about uh, K.J. Jefferson?
1: I think this Kansas team expects, uh, you know, kind of Arkansas to run it down their throat between K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. Uh, you know, I think they've combined for uh, the running back, they've combined for almost 2,000 yards on the ground. I think like 17, 18 touchdowns together. So obviously Kansas kind of knows that, you know, primary option number one has probably been the run. So at least they know that going in. Um, I think this Kansas team knows that, uh, you know, they're a big, aggressive, you know, team on both sides of the ball. You know, on, in the trenches, they have a lot of big guys who are very athletic. Um, and I think in some ways you would probably say, you know, they're on the upper tier of the Big 12 conference in the trenches on physicality level. Compared to any other team, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's a Big Twelve team that is comparable. Maybe you could say like TCU or something like that. But this Arkansas team has done a really, really good job on both sides of the ball, just winning those battles in, uh, you know, line of scrimmage. And they Kansas thinks that's the the selling point. They, you know, um, it's what Borland Brian Borland, the offensive coordinator, or sorry, defensive coordinator, said yesterday is like. In the games that we've played well, we've won the line of scrimmage battle. And I think it's going to ultimately come down to that because Arkansas's defense has caused 39 sacks this year. Kansas's offensive line has only given up nine sacks. So it's kind of test against test, you know, right? 39 sacks leads the ICC. You're looking at a Kansas offensive line that isn't small. And, and, you know, it's a really interesting just battle because even with all the absences, like you said, all the, the depth for Arkansas is being tested, but also, inverse how is Kansas supposed to prepare for a team that doesn't have college tape as much as they did a month ago you know yeah, that's a good point um, so I think it's a really like key um you know I think it's going to be a really key uh you know line of scrimmage game it's going to be overall come down at that and I think you know it might just come down to you know limiting mistakes and I think KJ Jefferson and that team have done a really good job of that and If Kansas can kind of force them into some turnovers, I think it'll favor Kansas in the long run.
0: What about the the Jayhawks and who they will be missing in this game? I know there's a, there's a maybe or two on, you know, on this list, but definitely not playing There are some, you know, some frontline guys.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So they, I mean, honestly, transfer portal wise, I'd say most of the guys that they're like, you know, Gavin Potter was probably the best guy in that list. Uh, that entered the transfer portal, but he left the team in October. So the biggest issue the Jayhawks have is Kenny Logan Jr their star safety has came in on a on a boot on his left leg. but I was told that he was practicing yesterday and you know the uh, defensive coordinator Brian Borland said he looks like he's good to play. So that's a big big thing for, for the Jayhawks. Um, unfortunately, Daniel Highstadt jr the running back, um, who was one of the most explosive and you know kind of make your uh, man miss ability on that entire team. Uh, it doesn't appear to look like he's going to play. He's been out since, I think, week five of the year with a hip injury. Um, and I know last week the team had said he would gotten back to team activities, but he still hasn't even started practicing yet. Um, so it doesn't appear he's coming back for that game. And an kind of came back to it and said, it's highly unlikely that Daniel plays.
0: Okay. All right, so Arkansas is the last I saw, two-and-a-half-point favorite and people mm-hmm. are under 68 and a half so high scoring game expected yes is that what you expect do you think this will be a, a high scoring game and
1: and what's the weather going to be tomorrow so i believe the weather is like 50 degrees okay. so it is kind of nice and and sunny in compared to what it has been the last couple yeah. of days um i expect it to be high scoring i think 68 is a lot to be honest with you Um, Just because every expectation for high scoring game, it feels like it never quite turns out to be as high scoring as everyone thinks it's going to be. But I I still think it's going to be a game that could be something like, you know, maybe it's 35-28 or like high 20s, low 30s, you know, something like that. But I expect this game to kind of go be a shootout almost, you know, and I would be surprised if it kind of just explodes. Like, you know, the first quarter, the teams are kind of figuring itself out. They're scoreless and then they, they kind of find the rhythm and it just explodes from there.
0: Yeah, you know, when, when Kansas was forming its identity this year, it was on the offensive side. Uh, the, the early mm-hmm. games, not so much Tennessee Tech, but when they went to West Virginia and then played uh, uh, Duke, uh, Houston, a uh, lot of, you know, just just the points were flying uh, from, from KU. It's almost as if opponents – didn't expect or weren't prepared. And, uh, and, and Kansas was just running up the points on, on, you know, forties over 50 against West Virginia. Um, And even, you know, even when they played TCU, uh, as it turns out to be, you know, a a terrific team uh, in midseason, Kansas ended up being KU's first loss. Um, I think they Mm -hmm. 30, they hung 31 on them. So, uh, and that's when, uh, when Jalen Daniels went out, uh, didn't play the second half. So, um, yeah, I think Kansas entirely capable of of scoring some points in this game. Arkansas, not so. You know, it doesn't have that kind of offensive explosion. Uh, but but good defensively. I kind of kind of mm-hmm. with you. I, I I see maybe the under coming through in this game, and that might be the better bet. I just don't have any sense of who wins this game. I, I don't. I I think Kansas is certainly capable of winning. I think Arkansas mm-hmm. might have better personnel, um, but. Um, I don't know. I might stay away from you know uh, <laughs> that end of the bet, and and maybe play a little bit of the under. So, uh, hey, one thing I didn't I, I'd forgotten. I thought I found this interesting. Sam Pittman, the Arkansas coach, spent a year at KU. He was the, mm-hmm. the Jayhawks' offensive line coach in two thousand and one. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna hear from him after we take a break, and he'll talk a little bit about that experience. He He was on the staff for one year, actually didn't even complete a full year. Terry Allen was the final year of Terry Allen's regime, and he got Mm -hmm. fired with three games left in the season. And he had come to KU from spending a season at Missouri. So he certainly knows uh, our area, and he's a Pittsburgh State grad as well. So Mm -hmm. um, I I enjoyed listening to his his press conferences this week. Um, All right. Treyus, enjoyed the conversation, and I'm glad you're going to get a little bit more warmer weather in, in Memphis. Um, yes. enjoy the game, and we'll see you when you get back to Kansas City. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the E-Edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Let's hear from the bowl coaches. KU's Lance Leipold will be up first, and then Arkansas's Sam Pittman. The interviews have been recorded from press conferences in Memphis, so it's not always easy to hear the questions. I apologize for that. You'll hear the coaches compliment each other's program, as coaches do at bowl games. And especially interesting from Pittman are the thoughts about his year as a Kansas assistant. That's right. Pittman coached the Jayhawks offensive line in 2001, Terry Allen's final year. Okay, let's get started with Lance Leipold. important how, how, was the fact that you and your
3: staff have experience doing this and, and you know, some of your transfer guys that have yeah. been the bowl game? Uh, extremely. You know, I, I think, you know, I don't say it now. I may forget, you know, the job Michael Painter, our director of local operations, and his efforts in putting together a trip and, and and all the other people and support staff in our administration to make things happen, to make this uh a good experience for the guys. And I think we can, um, you know, go back to some of those past trips and how to, how to do it. Um, you know, I know Sam and his staff and their programs has, you know, more recent uh, templates for this, but uh, I'm, I'm happy with where we're at and, you know, hopefully that shows in, in how they go out and play. Very confident. I paid him to say that. No,
2: no.
3: <laughs> no, no, it's very nice of him. Yeah. You know, first of all, I'd just say is that, you know, in this profession, we, you know, really the first time I ever talked with Coach was at, at the press conference, you know, earlier this month. But as we talk and we know he he had a short, Stay at you know, was at KU at one time under Terry Allen, who I, who I know. And, um, I've always heard great things about him not you know, excellent football coach, but better person, and and that really resonated pretty quickly. Um, the job that he's done in his short time at Arkansas, and, and some of the things that uh, they burst on the scene a year ago, and things just many things that you try to emulate within, a, within our situation and formula play. and good, solid football, be physical on both sides of the ball and the lines and and uh, be able to run the football and control it and and make things happen. So he's got an excellent quarterback, and I know he's kind of gone through some transitions staff-wise, but when you put together a great group of guys, it's hard to always keep them, and I know he's got many others there. And I have the utmost respect for him and his program.
2: Okay. So I, I mispronounced your name on the first, though, yeah, that's, I'm about.
3: Oh, that's okay. Laws as there's not probanity before or after. I usually am pretty good with it. Okay.
2: What it's like preparing for when you look at the depth chart? They're not the guys who had taken the year. See, you were lying back. Yeah,
3: you know, we, you know, I had them go back and you know, it can be a little different and equally on defense with somebody else is going to call it game because there'll be a different rhythm and, and situational. So there's going to be probably some new wrinkles put in, but you know, when we really went back, I had somebody in the staff, uh, probably Andy or something. I had like the last three game depth charts and stuff. Yeah, you mentioned receiver, um, but all in all, even though I know there's been some changes in the roster, it's pretty solid yet in the starting lineup. I think maybe rotationally, but again, you've got uh, when you're playing a program, like in Arkansas from the SEC to be able to recruit at a high level, there's talented guys waiting for their opportunity. And and it's not like a one-week situation. It's been multiple weeks, and guys are going to get a lot of reps, and I'm sure they're anxious to show that some of those uh, maybe snaps or, or targets were, you know, Maybe could have come sooner. So there'd be motivation and, and we know there's going to be talent. So a little different. But, um, again, I think probably both sides of the ball and for both teams, early part of the game is kind of a, you know, um, kind of get a feel for what's going to happen. But again, I, I know they're very talented. Given the way Jalen's season played
2: out, how good has this extra time been for him, whether you call it rest or whatever he's done in the last month?
3: Um, and again, it's for him as much as, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, that, that have benefited from this. Um, of course, him missing most of the middle part of the season. Give him some rest, come back. Um, he's anxious to play and, and maximize that. Uh, you look at the practices and time that he missed and the amount of practices we've regained. You, you get about three weeks of, of work back in if a guy's missed time. I think there's some other guys that were kind of banged up late in the year that are moving around a lot better, and uh, so hopefully, uh, again, I keep saying, hopefully that shows itself tomorrow.
4: Yes, sir. you know, Barry O'Connell is the know coordinator
2: now. I'm sure going What do you expect from our employees
3: out there? And obviously, they've had a lot of time to prepare. Yeah, they've had time. I, I guess you know, there's as i always say to assistants sometimes if you're not the guy sitting next to the guy you're the, you're the guy two chairs away well now you get a chance to move into the chair and i, I think uh, uh and you find assistant coach and i and i know he has a staff full of them as as you as you prepare and and you're working for game plans there's probably you know you know coordinators have a lot of responsibilities but during the week there's a lot of dialogue and thought process and and going through your roster and what you can do well. And, and there's, there's always people giving input. And, um, so, um, whether there's small tweaks, if it's, well, if I was the guy calling it, we'd be be doing this a little bit more in this situation. I'm sure we're going to see that, but, um, there's only so much time that you can, um, fully flip it and, and make it look totally different. So we, we would expect it to be somewhat similar. Um, they, they can mix it up a lot to begin with anyway. So, you know, it's, you know, that's a unique challenge, but, um, you know, I, I I'm sure they're going to be ready to play hard and, you know, Barry Odom's a, one heck of a football coach and, and, uh, I, I'm sure within that room and within that unit, they, they're, they're, they're going to want to play, play well with or without them. And, and, uh, I congratulate him for the opportunity to become a head coach again because they're they're not easy to get. Cause, cause people look at ball
2: matchups a lot of times. They say, "Which team wants to be there?" Um, mm-hmm. and I think Kansas, this situation, you feel really wants to be. In this game. I, I wonder if that's an edge for you guys or hiding how you, how you sightings. Well,
3: you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard the same thing as well. I know our guys want to be here, and I know our guys want an opportunity to play. Um, especially our upperclassmen and guys who've been through a lot, you know, a lot of them had three head coaches and five to eight position coaches and crazy stuff that you know, no young man ever thought he signed up for when, when he went to college. So, um, I know they're going to be excited to play. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I wouldn't underestimate Coach Pittman's, uh, uh you know, uh, use of motivation and, and finding ways to, to get his team. And I know they'll be more ready to play as well. I just want to make sure that we play with great enthusiasm and, and uh, you know, finish this year out right.
4: But um, I understand, Ken. listen, Kansas is going to be ready because they got a great football. I like Coach Lapos a freaking great football coach. He is. They're excited. They're going to be ready. But hell, two, two teams can be excited. And I know we are. And uh, so uh, I know they will be. And shoot, they should be. 2008, that's kind of like last year with us. You know, we've been, it'd been a minute since we've been out there. Uh, But I can promise you we'll be ready to play. Well, I think, first of all, I think he understands. How to recruit to his system, what he, what he wants to get done. Um, you know, to do what he's done at, at Kansas and Kansas has, has had some good football teams as well. You know, they, they have uh, coach man when he was there, man, and they were rolling. Um, but it's been a minute, you know, um, and for him to come in and do what he's done at all. The, I I have so much high respect for him because he's done it at every level. You know sort of like a jerry kill jerry kill you know did it at this level that level this level uh that's what he's done as well and so obviously the what what he has as far as his coaching staff and his expectations for his program and things of that nature are outstanding uh, you know you can take uh, a lot of coaches and you, you name the school and you name four or five schools up here and, and they can have success because of the name of the school. Now that they may not be able to win a national championship, but they're going to have success going into a uh, Kansas and having success that takes a ball coach. And, uh, uh, I just admire him. I admire him as a man and I'm looking forward to going out there and competing. But, but the bottom line is, is that, uh, Kansas is in good hands with him and, uh, Hopefully they can keep him for a long time because uh, I think the program, obviously, in some of the teams that they've beaten uh, this year, last year, um, I think I think it's shown uh, exactly what what kind of football coach and staff and his players, his team that they have. And they're very fortunate to have him. Yes, it, it is fun. You know, Kansas doing some really neat things uh, offensively, defensively as well, but. Offensively, they got a few plays that we we may try to steal. You know, uh, we're looking at it and and uh, running that option off the back end of their zone plays and their stretch plays. That's I mean that's a that's a really cool concept. Uh, your linebackers can't fly uh, with with the first guy because if they do, I mean that tackle's going to pin him and we're in trouble. Uh So there are some really neat things that they're doing off the back end of of their read concepts. Loved it. Short. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Allen was the coach. We'd gotten fired at Missouri, and I was down getting some chew at the at the uh, gas station, and for my wife. And um, and uh, she's got to quit at some point. But <laughs> but then I got a call from Terry. And he said, come on over. And I went over there and, and uh, interviewed with him and, and I'd never had a two year contract. I asked for one and he gave it to me. I mean, it's a shock, you know, and he gave it to me and he told me the money and I asked for more. I, and now that's how dumb I am. I didn't have a job, you know, so I shouldn't have done any of those things. And he, and he gave it to me and, uh, and we really liked Lawrence. I think they got a beautiful campus. And, uh, and we were there. And as soon as we got bowling ineligible, we got whacked. I mean, like tick, tick, one, zero, boom, whacked. And uh, I think we played our last three games, maybe. Uh, but Kansas was very good to me. Um, um, Roy Williams was the head basketball coach there and I love him. And, uh, I had a relationship with him. Him and Coach Allen were very close. And uh, being close to home, one of my parents could come see us play and things of that nature. It was a big deal. And uh, that's what I remember about that. But that was uh, one very short year uh, there uh, as we got we got let go. And, and uh, we didn't win enough games.
0: That'll do it for today. Thanks to George Howard for putting together the show. And a shout-out to our Sportsbeat KC production team of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Shreyas Lada for sharing his insights on Kansas football. Read Shreyas' stories from the Liberty Bowl and everything else in sports at the Morning Sports Edition, or I should say in the Morning Sports Edition. It's the best digital sports page in America. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com, see what I'm talking about. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports BKC, where we talk sports in Kansas City
1: every day.